0: Welcome to the Inspectations Podcast, hosted by Justin Starbird, CEO of the Abley Group. In business, one of the most difficult tasks a leader must do is find a way to inspect what they expect. Too often, great businesses fail or managers lose their way because they were operating based on expectations that they had not yet inspected. The Inspectations Podcast brings together business leaders from all industries to talk about best practices, innovation, leadership, and business development. You're listening to the Inspectations Podcast. Here's your host, Justin Starbird. Welcome back to Inspectations. My name is Justin Starbird and today is very special to me. I have never done this before, but I have my mom, Jill Starbird, project manager of Starbird Sports Cards and all other things of the office (laughs) joining me today. Mom, Jill Starbird, welcome.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: How does it feel to be joining me on a podcast today?
1: This is very, very unreal. (laughs) Unreal.
0: (laughs) You know, it's not live, right? So if we screw up, we can hit stop and pause and rewind and re-record.
1: Okay. That's great. So how do I feel about it? I think it's exciting that my son has his own business. and that I um, tell a lot of people, of course, all my encounters that um, the Abley Group is a marketing agency. And so many people ask me, what does that mean? What do you tell them? I tell them (laughs) that I picture this type of business. No, sorry. I picture this type of business's responsibility is to promote their client's business and to put them on the map, so to speak. Is this accurate?
0: Very much so. Um, we work really hard to not just... So marketing, is, is it means different things to different people. I look at it much more from a business development standpoint, which means like, how can we help our clients uh, shorten their sales cycle. So you think about like, you know, when you go make a decision on buying a new computer, right? It's not the same, but thinking about how you go through the process, Mm The first thing you tend to do is, all right, well, you know, yours is dying or dead, right? So, you, you know, or maybe it's a cell phone and you want to upgrade and put something else. You're going to go through and find, okay, is a new iPhone or Android, you know, something Google Pixel, what, what are you going to do? So you're going to, you know, research those things. So what we try to do is put our clients at top of mind, you know, for whoever their customers are going to be. And what makes that you know, it's not, not unique, you know, marketing has been going on for centuries. Right. I mean, um, even the, the, the Romans had, you know, examples where they would, you know, put things out there to have you come in. Right. That's where, um, you know, you go into the 19, early 1900s and long form, uh, ads, you know, like, uh. Uh, testimonials and stuff would show up in magazines. So, it, you know, it's it's not something new. I think what makes it new today is, or different today is, you know, all of the ways in which you can reach a customer. And that is where a lot of our clients need help navigating. What's important to them, you know, and, and you know, what should they do first? What should they do, you know, that's most important? Where, you know, because you can spend a fortune and not sell anything. So by having an approach where like, you know, we put uh, put their potential customers first and think about where their potential customers are going to be and what they're consuming for information and what drives them to make decisions, then you can kind of back into where you should put your money, where you should put things. What do you tell people that we do?
1: I said it's a little bit of sales um, that I, I believe that um, you, teach companies how to better utilize their their assets um to bring it to people's attention which i guess is kind of what you're saying I'm yeah no very much a lay person <laughs> as far as that goes
0: well i think it, one of the things that well jim abley told me back in the day was that um and you and even you and dad uh, uh, over the years were like hey, you have to make it so simple that we can understand what you're doing. <laughs> or, you, And I think you had said your, my grandmother, right? And, you know, she was a wonderful human, but, you know, you uh, she'd ask me what I did and I'd go into some diatribe and you're like, yeah, you lost her. <laughs> yeah. So so uh, the same thing, it's not that you're a lay person. It's that, you know, what makes the job complicated is sometimes it's simplicity, right? Like, how do you make it easy for everybody else? And that's what we try to do.
1: Uh uh-huh. Tell me about TAG's diverse client base, because I am very familiar with some of your clients and just, they don't follow the same train at all.
0: No, that's true. And we can't talk about all of our clients, but, you know, we can talk about their spaces. Um, you know, we tend to be right now in the medical device and medical device design space. So there's a lot of technology there, um, and you're right. Uh, it, it, they are unique and they are different, but truly they're you know going after some of the same people, right? They're just coming at it from different angles or different needs. I get blown away every day by you know the different problems that they solve uh, that I didn't even know existed. You know, we had, um, you know, that that's, I think what makes it so unique. So medical device, medical device design, you know, consumer design, those are an area that, that we're, you know, really heavy in not the consumer products per se, but what goes into the ergonomics and human factors and um, you know, the, the different engineering of these things. Um, And then on the other side, you know, transportation, logistics, heavy machinery, and you know those aren't industries that are new not any of the three of them but where we work is it tends to be on the you know innovative new technology you know companies that are reinventing themselves um, so so that's you know and what you see every day is that no you know we don't do the same thing for all of our clients um, not everybody needs the same thing So we try to adjust our service offerings or scopes of work specifically to the needs of the customer. And that's where like, you know, we have a really talented group of people that work around here. So, you know, from project managers like, you know, Lauren, Jess, and, you know, behind the scenes like Jess, Aaron, you know, graphic design, product, you know, uh, video, those sorts of things helps share that story
1: do your responsibilities to your clients vary as much as the clients themselves? Yes, you you kind of tipped on that, but could you expand a little bit?
0: Yeah. So actually your first point about like, I tell them that you do a lot of teaching. That is that is probably the role that varies the most. Um, A lot of times we get involved with customers or clients, our clients that are getting their house in order, meaning that they may have been a family business or they're, you know, they're um, uh, a business that's, that's grown recently. And there's just a lot of things going on. And the bottleneck tends to be the leadership that it's in, in the role that used to do all of the sales and marketing and promotion. And that's what ended up helping them grow because they're either dynamic personalities or, you know, what have you. So, you know, what we'll do to get engaged is like, uh, you know, help them clean everything up, get them off of spreadsheets and into like HubSpot or a platform to manage data and contacts. And then take them out of, you know, single email and help them send, you know, correspondence that is more automated or, you know, specifically uh, tuned into what their customers are looking for. So my role in a lot of ways is to help, Like, you know, create the ideas and take all of the stuff that they're doing and create, you know, functions that allow it to work together and the different systems to talk to each other, or at least start the process of that and then turn it over to their Team or turn it over to our team to implement those processes. So my role is is a lot about teaching, a lot about educating. Sometimes it's therapy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like they'll call and be like, "What do we do?" or "What have we got ourselves into?" or "Holy smokes, we just had this big win!" and we go celebrate. And um, you know, fortunately, we're close enough to just about every one of our clients that that's how they, you know, that in some way that's a role. Um, and so it makes it makes it really interesting. Um, but yeah, I would say that that would be how it's different. And, and of course, yes, the scopes of work are different. What we do for them, whether it be you know, some creating a podcast and a content series or handling their newsletter or um, you know, management of their CRM or even their sales process, because we, we start from the business development side. You know, a lot of times we're very involved with sales. We're not just marketing.
1: are the benefits and pitfalls working with
0: your team? I love my team. There's no pitfalls. It's all great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that.
0: No, I mean, so the, the cool thing about, you know, our team is that uh, the best idea always wins. And I know, especially leaders say that all the time. But truly, I am not the one with the idea all the time. And and it comes from different places and unlikely sources quite frequently. And um, I think that's what makes the team so dynamic is that it's not about, oh, well, you know, one person has it all the time, or we always follow what that person says. It's it truly does not like that. Um, and we're not siloed either. So, we have different areas of expert experience and expertise, and so we try to blend those across, you know, each of our clients. They, you know, not the whole team's not on every single client call, but their impact and imprints are on most everything, uh, and I think that's pretty cool. I think one of the drawbacks is not having everybody together, not being employee based, not, you know, I think sometimes there's benefits to that, and sometimes there's drawbacks. Um, the pitfall of that is that, you know, sometimes, you know, folks want to can get stuff done at 2 at night instead of, or 2 in the morning rather, instead of 2 in the afternoon. And um, that's okay because we build that into the expectations for the clients. But I'd say personally that that's sometimes a tough thing. Uh, because you know I will, I'm a demanding guy sometimes <laughs> <laughs> I have high expectations and uh, you know that I've been fortunate to see most everybody at their best and so you know it frustrates me to to some degree when you know somebody isn't working at their top capacity or you know and not because they don't love it or they you know of course you're not going to have somebody with the same passion what I'm saying is like, you know, um, the desire to, to get something done with, you know, exceptional craftsmanship. Um, I always use this example when I'm talking about how we interact with clients and I was getting my lawn, um, yard work done uh, a couple of years ago and, you know, it was, a uh, uh, spring, uh, you know, spring afternoon, or I remember fall afternoon or something. And, um, they came over and were raking the leaves and it's like two and a half acres, you know, and so it takes a while. And of course, the easy way is to stick a leaf blower and blow all the leaves out and do all that, which is, is fine. What happened was a couple of days after, after they left, I was uh, doing something in a little garden and I looked. Uh, I looked up, and it was I don't know probably five feet from the tree line where I was working, so there was five feet of grass between where I was working and the tree line. So for those five feet, it looked like a carpet. The grass was perfectly manicured, you know, all the pretty things that you see in a Instagram post or magazine. And I looked, and as I looked up, what caught my eye was not that the fact that the grass was very green and that there were no leaves on there. It was that in the, I wouldn't even say the shrubs, like the pucker brush, one foot, maybe 18 inches off of where the tree line quote started and the grass started um, was a soda can. And the soda can was 25 years old. It was one of the old Pepsi, you know, logos. And you know, I knew it wasn't new. It wasn't somebody had had driven by and chucked it, or somebody was one of the kids was you know in there throwing it out there. And what really irritated me, and why I use it as an example, is that if they had picked it up as they were as they were um, you know raking the leaves, I would have never known. I would have never known that they picked it up. I would I didn't go look at the trash. I didn't go look. You know, it wasn't like I was sifting through for anything. But the fact that they hadn't chosen to walk that half step into the pucker brush to pick that out really had an impact on me. I mean, here I am talking about two and a half years later in the dead of winter, and I'm still pissed about it. And the fact is like that I use that example when we talk about clients, because we want to make sure that if there's something there that we can do, even if they would never know, and maybe not part of our scope of work, but it's going to make the campaign better or smooth, or it's a checkbox or whatever, that we always do it. Because if we don't do it, you know, if we do it, the client never knows because it just seems like that's something we should do. But it is so obvious when those little things don't get accomplished. And I'd say, you know, right now our team is such that they don't miss checkboxes. They don't miss those things. And, and for that, I'm always quite thankful.
1: That's nice to hear. It really is. Um, Emma asked you how you balanced work life and your personal life would you expand on that just a little more
0: i don't i don't there's no balance (laughs) that's why that's why i didn't answer it very well i i i asked her i said uh what do you think and she's like well i don't know you answer emails sometimes you don't answer emails other times i don't know when you're working and not and um that was really cute when she said that uh and even more funny that you ask me that. I don't know. I mean, I, I the reason I asked her what she thought was because um I might think there are things I think I do a great job of. And Ali and Emma and to a degree you and dad remind me that I don't. And <laughs> and I am for sure certain that I had improved in areas and the fact of the matter is that I had not at all. And so I judge that you know, what the balance is based off of, you know, the girls reactions to things. If, if they think that I'm, if I say, Hey, I've got to take this and they go, Oh, again, well, then that day I didn't do a very good job, you know, for whatever reason. Right. Um, On the other hand, they're growing up. And the neat thing about it is that they tend to recognize that hey, if dad has to work an extra 10 minutes or half hour, that usually means that we're going to benefit somewhere else. You know, and sometimes it's not with things or stuff or whatever, but it's that the rest of the night, I don't have to do anything. And I think that's something that's different today than it was when they were younger, because they didn't care about it. They still don't care if it's an email or a phone call. They don't want to be on it. The difference today is that... It, they understand. And I really, one thing I do try to do is not take advantage of that. And I think that's, that's something that is not always easy because, you know, it's, it's really simple, um, to say, Hey, I, I need this for five minutes. And then it turned into 15. And then next time it turns into 25. And, uh, you know, it, it, those are the things that are, are most challenging. I think when you're talking about a balance, but I also told her that, you know, I probably would, if I had a job. if I had a, (laughs) which I don't don't anymore, I have, you know, the the business. And so, um, you know, that part is, is always fascinating because I, that's what people would pay me to do. Yeah. And, um, that, that's, that's, um, that's another way that I judge it. How do you think? I mean, you've, you've witnessed it all. How am I doing?
1: I think it's fabulous that you are able to um, pull away. I mean, I know a lot of times you can't, but I think it's great that you pull away and give the attention where it's needed most. And I've seen the improvement of that in your uh, thought process or growth. Within the business, I don't know what it is, but um, to determine where is the priority, if it's the client, it is, and you're okay with that, and you do a very good job of communicating that. If it's the girls, you're really you're okay with that too. And it's not like they're interrupting you or anything like that, that you, you do take what what precious time you have, you, you do give your all.
0: I mean, I try. I mean, it's not always easy, right?
1: No, it's not. And, you know, being a working parent that I was, I thought I failed miserably <laughs> as a parent and then to listen to you guys tell me that they that you were never affected by my work which really made me happy and i'm i'm hoping that the girls see that too as they get older me too yeah it's that's quite a it's an accomplishment not everybody can do it Especially being, I mean, and I had a JLB. I could dismiss everything once I left. And um, when you have your own business, you can't do that. So that leads into another question. Allie asked, Allie asked you, what motivates you to work each day? You had some great answers. How do you teach your daughters to find motivation and purpose in their future endeavors?
0: Wow, that's heavy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm bad for 2.30 on a Friday, coming at you with the heavy stuff. Um, Well, the girls are both very uh, empathetic um, and have a lot of, you know, self-awareness and awareness of others and the like emotional well-being of others around them and you know one of the things i try to teach them especially Ali who's a little bit older is um you know well actually she used it in uh in an optimist speech the other day she was part of a um nationwide competition for an uh oratorical um symposium on you know find you know over being optimistic in challenging times and her quote was uh by an author and it went something like you know not every day is good but find good in every day and i have been sharing that with her for years because because she's advanced in class and at school and all those things and it's you know, sometimes in public schools, you're, you're teaching to the, to the lowest level um, to bring them up, not always, not always the other way. And, um, or you're teaching to the, the anyway, it's just it's not always easy. And Allie is so quick uh, with uh, retaining information. And so it frustrates her when, you know, it's a lot of review and it's not exciting or, you know, whatever. But, you know, there are elements that she really enjoys. In fact, one of the reasons why she retains information so well is because once she learns something, she turns around and teaches it immediately to somebody else. She'll be, you know, it's just her nature, whether it be playing basketball or any of her other activities, uh, you know, video games, it, she'll immediately show everybody how to find their way. And so that strengthens your, you know, retention of whatever that knowledge is. And so, you know, helping her, um, find what is great about each day can really help you overcome a lot of the negative stuff. And the negative stuff could be relationships. It could be, you know, actions from others. It could be a whole host of other things. And so the one thing that the girls have been privy to is conflict in my life, you know, whether that be from, yeah, you know, just that conflict isn't always a bad thing. It's not negative. I'm saying the conflict of, you know, stress of deadlines or um, the responsibilities to get things accomplished or, you know, the uh, even the volunteering, I'm the director for the recreation department, you know, and having to answer to the council and, you know, say all these different things and they've been privy to it. And some of it could be you know, deemed negative, and inevitably you're going to make decisions that are going to piss people off. <laughs> I mean, I, I, uh, and I'm really good at that, both making decisions and pissing people off. And so, you know, it's not always something I want to do, but at the same time, um, you know, when you're thinking about the betterment of, you know, 150 participants versus one family, you know, you kind of have to side with the others. So, you know, the girls, you know, see that. Um, You have to be able to listen to understand, not to listen to respond. And, you know, waking up every day, getting excited about what I do in spite of those, some of those challenges, it's because of the pieces of the day that are worth it. So you asked me about what do I do all day with clients and talk about teaching and helping them, you know, see the forest, the trees and work on their business. And we help tell their story. Those are things that are really, really fun. Um, and you know, of course there's stuff that I don't like some of the administrative things or, you know, whatever. But, um, at the end of the day, you know, being thankful for stuff, uh, is, is really important and reflecting on what were the positives. So one thing that Allie does, and one of the reasons she asked me the question is because she's always looking for, for tools to continue to stay optimistic and um she has like a gratitude journal and you know she does some meditation or you know deep breathing just to help settle herself um but what i help her focus on or or ask her to focus on or you know try to help her see is that you know she does a lot more good and there's a lot more people that benefit from her kindness than not
1: Mm.
0: and um You know, and Emma, Emma's a little bit different, you know, her, she, um, uh, she gets, you know, working with her is different because she tends to gain her happiness from, you know, approval from others and as opposed to knowing that she did a good job. Um, And so working with her to not tie her optimism or, or uh, outlook on others' opinions is probably the most challenging part. Um, and I certainly don't tie my opinions of myself or my, my energy to what other people think. So, um, it, you know, helping her see that is, is, is always um, uh, one of the ways I try to help out.
1: I seem to spend a lot more time with you now that your business has grown. How is that working for you?
0: (laughs) How's it working for me? How's it working for you?
1: (laughs) It's fine for me. I'm. I'm just. I was just uh, reflecting on. We do spend a lot of time together, and I. I know I get you upset or make you mad. But
0: make me mad oh yeah i get so angry <laughs> mom i can't believe you did this um i don't think i make you make me mad i don't think and i certainly don't see a spending
1: frustration
0: <laughs> so the name of the podcast is inspectations inspecting what you're expecting right to inspect that's where the premise of the whole idea came from part of my problem my my issue is a lot of times that i have very high expectations for everybody around me and you know i no doubt demand more than most for even the most simple of things and i think the frustration or anything that i get not with you necessarily or maybe it's with everybody it's that i don't always express or communicate properly what i'm expecting and and so that is always that is something i work on daily you know whether i'm some days i'm better at it than others um but you know that is that is always something that i am working hard to 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 do better at relative to having you here more often or being around more often there's never a downside to that in my life i very much appreciate it and um and love that i mean and you know that's it's um it's really nice to have a uh, you know you around. You know your role is kind of the jack of all trades here. You help out you know um, in administrative stuff. You help out you know making sure everything here is tidy. Um, we have a separate hobby that we're working on. So there's a lot to do, um, and you know there's a there's a lot of benefit that you bring to it um, just from your uh, level of comfort your uh, attitude your experience you know um and uh i think that's always been really really wonderful I mean, girls enjoy it i mean I, the cool thing right now uh, with the way the is set up is i wouldn't say it's a family business by any stretch but it is certainly much more of a uh i don't know the culture here is is a lot is a lot different Um, than it it was previously and um, you know we think we've all worked hard at that Um, and yeah to some degree we're you know I mean you and I we do a lot of stuff together dad too and you know the girls um, but uh, overall I am really thankful that um, that uh, that there are more people around today than there ever have been you know that there's a lot more comfortability to get things done and you know all that stuff so i don't know how do you feel about it
1: well i enjoy coming over here i i love the camaraderie of the team um and i love the problem problem solving that we do a lot of times from not even work work related. Um, Therapy. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, we well, were joking. You're the unpaid therapist of the yes, group,
1: right? Yeah. Right.
0: You're the mom of the group.
1: Um, no, I I really enjoy um, getting out of the house, of course, and doing things out of my comfort zone.
0: What do you mean like coming on a podcast in the middle of the day? Yes. <laughs>
1: and download what I'm going to be uh, selling your things on different formats learning of course I'm learning and that's always a good thing so I mean it's been a really positive experience for me
0: good well I'm happy to have you I'm happy to have you had join me today this is great yes would you come back
1: I I don't know
0: (laughs) maybe we should do one with you and the girls
1: Oh, maybe we would bounce off each other. That's
0: a good idea. Pretty entertaining. Well, I appreciate it. Um, This is uh, going a long way to help give some context to, you know, how Ably got started and where we've come from and the people that are important around here. So thank you for joining me today. Thank you. You have been listening to The Inspectations Podcast. On behalf of your host, Justin Starbird, and our guest today, Thank you for listening. To learn more about the Inspectations podcast, our guest, or the Abley Group, please visit us at www.ableygroup.com. Be sure to keep inspecting what you are expecting.